Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Divorce Dad Diaries. And I'm your host, Stéphane Jutra. Well, as we can see outside, at least here in Canada, the snow is melting, uh, temperatures getting uh, going higher, and there's hope that spring and summer is coming. So that's definitely a good thing. After a cold winter and being mostly uh, stuck inside, it will be kind of nice to be able to go out and enjoy some of the good weather. Definitely looking forward to it. And I hope uh, all of you are doing well on your side. If I jump right in, uh, the topic of this week is something that I wanted to talk about for a little while and um, I didn't really have a chance. And also it's something that I didn't really experience firsthand because we didn't really go through that when we decided to separate or getting a divorce or even before. But at the same time, I wanted to talk about it and I did a bit of research on that topic just uh, since a lot of people went through it and got different results. So what I want to talk about this week is marriage counseling or going to therapy if you want, or I mean, it has many, many names, but I think marriage counseling is probably the best one. Even if it's some kind of therapy, I think it has maybe a better connotation, I guess, and maybe more positive. So as I said, when I went through my divorce and even before, years before, or even during the wedding, we never really went through therapy or marriage counseling. We had problems like every couple and looking back, maybe at some point we should have gone uh, and seek some therapy just to kind of help out and see where we're going, you know, with the relationship, with the marriage and everything else. But we never did. And uh, when we started talking about separating and going through divorce, the discussion actually came and uh, to go to therapy before making the final decision. And I remember at the time we had booked an appointment with a therapist and when it was time to go, I guess my ex decided that, you know, it wasn't worth it. And we never went. I don't know if that precipitated everything else, but I guess there was kind of this thing of saying, really at this point, is it too late? Are we kind of wasting our time? So I think at that point, the decision was not really to go through therapy. Now, my question is, and it's something I always wondered, and like I said, I have a bunch of friends that are separated or divorced or even married and talk to them about going to marriage counseling and therapy. And I have a bunch of friends that I know that have been going through that or are going through that at the moment. And I was always curious, does it really make a difference? I mean, are there a lot of people that go through marriage counseling and that actually saves uh, their marriage? Or is it just kind of useless, just, you know, one last check mark that the couple does just to say that we've done everything we could to save the marriage? So that was a question I always had. And to be honest, I mean, everybody I talked to, I didn't really get any positive experience, meaning it was okay. I mean, the discussion with therapists and everything else, but I can't think of anyone that told me, you know what, we went to therapy and it actually saved the marriage and everything uh, went well. So what I decided to do, because I have a couple of friends that went through it, but I just wanted to know a bit more about it. So I started reading on the internet and I went on Reddit, my favorite place, <laughs> a lot of good discussion there. So I had an idea. I said, you know what? Let me go in the r slash divorce uh, subreddit and let me just post something. I just want to post a question there and just ask people for their feedback on uh, marriage counseling. 
and just see if if it was successful or if anybody had a good experience with it or still going through it or wish they would. And so basically, I just posted a question there and wanted to wait to see what kind of feedback I would get. To be honest, I <laughs> I wasn't expecting much. It was really kind of an open question, and I thought maybe I would get one or two comments. And maybe a day or two after, I was really, really surprised when I went back on my question and got about 50 or 60 replies, which I loved <laughs> because it means it means a lot of people had their comments and opinions on it. So I started reading about it, and there was different stories that went through it. To be honest, on all the comments, I don't know if there was anything really, uh, any success stories and people that went through therapy and that saved their marriage. But again, I got some comments that were pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, like one of the, I guess the post with the most popular comment was that, you know, therapy can only be as successful as the people that go to it and if they really want to save the marriage. So if you have two people going and in their mind it's already done, uh, again, therapy will not do any magic. If you already have made up your mind, maybe it's not even worth it going through it, but it, it won't do anything. And that, that makes sense, right? I mean, you have to go and kind of be positive and really want to save the marriage. The other thing that also a lot of people commented and which makes definitely makes a lot of sense is people tend to wait very, very late before going to therapy. So sometimes you get to a point where you wait past resolving the conflicts or anything. And actually what it does more than heal or try to heal is opens up different wounds that were already there or or conflicts that were already there and kind of explode them. So that's the thing about going to therapy at the end a bit too late. So that was interesting. And I think it's, you know, that's what I was expecting a little bit. I was hoping to see something a bit more positive, but at the end, I didn't see much. It was pretty much all around that, right? So I got some interesting comment as well, the saying like, it's not magic. I mean, if two people really don't like each other and they don't want to be together, I mean, you go to therapy or not, it won't change anything, right? I got some uh, feedback and hints on that. It's like some people are mentioning that for therapy to be successful, and again, we can talk about what is success in there. <laughs> is it saving a marriage or anything? But to be successful, I think people are maybe expecting too much, right? You go to therapy, you sit down and you tell your problem and you expect the therapist to solve everything. And some people are mentioning, maybe kind of look at it the other way around and actually go to therapy with specific problems you want to fix or specific question, you know? So instead of saying nothing's going well and you want to spit up, want to get a divorce, help us, maybe it's better to say, you know what, we're not happy in a relationship and the problems we have are X, Y, or Z, you know? For example, we're fighting about his parents or her parents or there's this problem uh, with the kids or there's the relationship between me and my husband is not working out because we don't spend enough time together. So really go a bit more specific so that the therapist can actually help and has an idea where the problems are. And again, go little by little instead of really looking at the big problem saying like, okay, help us, uh, we're getting a divorce. So that was an interesting comment. At least it puts some boundaries on what to look at. And every week you go, you maybe solve one or two problems, but I guess it's little thing, you know, it's kind of divide and conquer in a way. So you're kind of dividing your big problem and going little by little and try to save it. That was a very interesting comment too. Also, other things that came up was there was some people that were saying like, okay, because I asked if there was any success stories. And it was interesting because one person actually commented and said, so what do you define as success? I mean, divorce might be a success as well. If you go see a therapist and you're basically 
your relationship and you can't really be together for whatever reason and you don't want to be together. Maybe getting a divorce, going through therapy and realizing that you're not made for each other or it's best to be separated or it's best that you don't live together. Maybe that's the success. Maybe realizing that you need a divorce and that you guys should live apart and as much as you want to make it work maybe or as much as anything, maybe that doesn't work and divorce is the, uh, the solution. That's one thing that made me actually think a little bit and I agree with that. I mean, I kind of assume at the beginning that the success is going through a therapist and going back together and staying married for another 20 years and until you, uh, you die, right? <laughs> but maybe the success is that, is going with problems there and realizing what the problems are, what doesn't work and maybe at the end, the divorce is definitely the solution. That was interesting and I started thinking maybe it wasn't the right question I was asking. So the other thing that came up, and I don't know why I didn't realize it, it was more about, I got a comment saying, well, maybe you would have more success posting a question in another forum than the r slash divorce. And that person had a point. Obviously, r slash divorce, I assume people reading that are, a lot of them are going through a divorce or about to go through a divorce, and maybe it's too late. What I thought is like, you know what? Let me uh, step back a little bit and post the same question but instead in the marriage subreddit group and see what kind of feedback I get. So that's what I did. I took my message, posted in r slash marriage, and I was really looking forward to see what kind of feedback I would get. What I was expecting, maybe getting things a bit more positive, because obviously I guess people in that marriage subreddit usually a bit happier and, you know, talking about marriage or relationship, but it's a bit more positive. That's what I was expecting. And that's actually what I got a little bit more. I got some, and another, again, 40, 50 uh, responses, which was great. So a good, uh, a good sample. And I got people answering some uh, really helpful and really thoughtful responses. And I have to say, there's a few that kind of stuck to me. There's one person was saying that therapy really has been like a huge help for her and her husband. And basically it was a great idea, I guess. And what she was saying is she actually made, I promise to seek therapy whenever you think I need it, part of their wedding vows. Basically part of that is if something goes wrong, you know, they made promise to each other that they would seek therapy. Basically what they were saying, like that's something that from the get-go, you know, they talked about it and they knew that if there was any problem, not to hesitate and, and try to see. Also there's uh, other people that, that were answering saying like, uh, one lady was saying that her and her husband They've been married for about 12 years and that she's been in marriage counseling for 10 years, <laughs> which is, you know, at first you read that, it's like, well, that's kind of strange. But what she's saying is they have an amazing marriage, but they always had the thought of going to the hospital when you're already dead is kind of stupid, right? So uh, instead, what they decided to do is to kind of, uh, I think they were scheduling like a therapy appointment pretty much once a month, uh, once a couple of weeks at the, at the beginning, and maybe it went once a month. And it was just a place to kind of sit down and discuss about what they were going through. And maybe some, you know, some sessions, nothing much was happening, but at least it would take that time and, and try to address some problems or little things that were coming up. So the idea in there is you don't wait until it becomes so big that it's not solvable. And it opens up communication because you're sitting there and have to communicate. And again, well, I talk about uh, divide and conquer. Well, at that point, it's all little little problems that are started and 
it gives an opportunity to look at them and also to try to do something about it right away. So yeah, they saw that a bit more as more kind of a, a checking in uh, type of thing more than, than therapy. And they've been doing that for a while. But, you know, the person was saying going to the hospital when you're already dead is kind of stupid, which is a good analogy to that. Also, there was other opinion too that marriage counseling should be used more as a preventive measure. Like I said, they're going since pretty much since they're married. But even sometimes, maybe it doesn't have to be regular, but once in a while you can say, you know what, let's try marriage counseling and have some discussion with a third party that can actually, you know, listen in and, and see what's happening and just, just to make sure everything, everything is good. It's a lot easier to fix. And like that person was saying, as another analogy is also, you know, it's much more easier to patch a crack in the wall than basically to have to rebuild a whole wall that has collapsed or even sometimes the whole house. I mean, it's too late. And I think that goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. You start going to therapy when the whole house collapses, and it's very hard to build the whole house back. And sometimes it's impossible. So definitely when you see like little things poking in, little problems, well, it's the best thing to go there. So basically, I think uh, those, all the responses I got, and I was really, really happy I got all those responses, uh, all the responses I got uh, made me realize that maybe what I consider success wasn't exactly the right thing, like I said, and also kind of opened up my eyes about therapy and instead of seeing that as something negative, maybe to see that as something positive, a bit like you do the maintenance of your car and try to do it throughout your relationship. And I was surprised that it wasn't just one or two people that answered that, but a lot of people are using that nowadays as a preventive measure. And we talk about marriage, but I assume without it being any specialist on anything, but could be the same thing for any other, even mental health. I mean, you might be in a good space now, but I think having regular appointments just to check in and just to talk about it and just seeing how you feel, maybe it just feels good to, to talk about it. And that's maybe the success. And you don't get to that point where it's there's the buildup and there's nothing else. We don't know what to do about it. So that's something that's pretty much, uh, that was amazing. And I uh, have to say, I was really surprised of the, <laughs> the feedback I got from everyone. And I thought oh, that, would be a, that would be a great episode on that. I don't know about all of you that are listening. If you have any, any stories or feedback on counseling as well, that would be great. If you want to email me about it, I'm always curious. Obviously, I'm divorced now. And like everybody else, it might happen again that you need to talk about problems you have and either personal problems or relationship problems or anything. But uh, I think that's a great idea to take that as a preventive uh, measure. So after all this, I decided, as you probably by now uh, know me, I was curious about stats. I wanted to have stats again. See, can we measure how successful is marriage uh, counseling? So I did a quick, uh, you know, Google and see uh, what they would say and came upon some article about the success rate, uh, what they were saying is basically the traditional marriage counseling has, about, has a success rate of about, I guess, between 70 and 80%. So there was also some research that was done like about a decade ago, and it basically showed that about 38% of couples who receive marriage therapy uh, got divorced within four years of completing therapy. And that's a bit in line if I compare with my very small sample of uh, friends that I have. Most of them have been through therapy and I've talked to them about it. I think the issue is it was maybe a bit too late, but at the same time, 
most of them I see that once they go to therapy, a couple of years after basically is a divorce. That's kind of a, I guess, a sign, I guess, that you're going through divorce. But uh, I'm a bit surprised to see that there's actually some stats on that. And 38%, I mean, it's, you know, it's 4% out of 10 that basically get divorced after therapy. So I guess the success rate is not, not that great and a bit in line with what I thought initially. So the other thing that was kind of curious, and it's a question I asked myself, and probably a lot of people that first go in therapy ask themselves, because first of all, it's usually not cheap, and hopefully it's covered by the insurance, but a lot of insurance don't cover it. So on top of the stress of the marriage, you go to therapy, and every time you go, uh, you have to spend kind of a lot of money, and it adds up. So that's definitely adding another stress. But I was curious to see, like, you know, do we have an idea of how long it usually takes before the situation can be resolved? And like I said, I mean, again, it's the same thing as success story. How can you measure that, right? I mean, what you consider resolved is when you can still talk about it or when you decide not to get divorced or separated. Or So it's, it's a bit kind of a hard question, I'm sure, to answer. But I still looked around and see, and I was really surprised. But the average course of successful marriage counseling with some of the counselor that I got there, I think there was a place in the U.S. where... They were talking about 12 to 16 sessions. So, um, yeah, that's that's a long time. I mean, 12, 16 sessions, if you go once a week, for example, I mean, you're talking about four months, which in perspective is not that long, but it still adds up. So 12 to 16 sessions, that's very interesting. I, I think everybody's different. And I think what's been happening is people go for a little bit and after, you know, either they decide to stop and kind of confirm that they need a divorce or they go through it just to go through the motion until either partner decides, okay, that's enough and they just stop. But based on some friends and people I talked to, uh, most of them I think that I've seen were going, went through therapy uh, for a couple months to uh, like up to six months. And usually, like I said, on my side, it didn't help much because it kind of ended up being, you know, in a divorce. So. Now, all that said, one thing to keep in mind as well, it's, it's never easy to go and seek out help and going out there and deciding to go for therapy or mar marriage counseling. And I know a lot of people decide not to do it just because, first of all, they don't know where to go, what to do. And also, like I said, it's, it's, it's not easy. And, and going that way, I think, might make you think that not that you're a failure, but basically that, you know, kind of seeking help outside is kind of a way to show that something is wrong. And, and for some people, it's difficult. I mean, a lot of people might keep that inside them and are not open to go out and just bring out their dirty laundry to uh, someone they don't know, to a stranger, basically, and actually getting advice from a stranger as well, right? I mean, you've been married with the same person for years, and all of a sudden you go out and you start talking and telling all your problems to someone you don't know and get feedback from them. And so it might be something a bit difficult. I was doing some research and actually, you know, we're in 2021. So obviously with all the social media and, and, and the internet and, and everything that's online, I actually found uh, some websites about marriage counseling. You can actually get uh, online marriage counseling. And I came up on a site where, uh, they listed the six best online marriage counseling program of 2021. So it was interesting, actually. There's a few that they mentioned there. 
And the way it works is, you know, you go on that website, you uh, basically answer a couple questions, uh, who you are, what you're seeking for, what you're trying to solve, if you want to do it by yourself or with your partner. And uh, based on that, they assign you a therapist. And uh, depending on which online uh, program you take, uh, you have different packages. So you can message them, you can call them, you can video conference or just sending email uh, back and forth. So for those who are not really comfortable to go out and just kind of talk to someone face-to-face or sometimes they're, they're not available as well, right? It's hard to find them or find a, find a good one. Also, sometimes they might be more expensive. So maybe uh, the online uh, counseling might be something good to have a look. Again, I haven't used any of them. <laughs> Actually, I've been looking at, at that side there and they're listing a couple of them. There's one that's called Regain and there's one that's called Talkspace. Another one, Our Relationship, uh, E-Therapy Cafe. Again, those I'm listing here, I have no idea what they are and how good they are, or, but uh, they've been listed there as online uh, marriage counseling. So uh, might be worth a, a look. I mean, if you Google uh, online marriage counseling and see what you get, maybe that could be something that could uh, help out. And we're talking about therapy during separation or during divorce or even before to save your marriage. But uh, one thing I'd like also just to to comment uh, after all this is counseling is still good after. And I think a lot of people might need some counseling after as well. I would have taken some after too. I think now thinking back, I mean, going through something as life-changing as divorce or separation, uh, sometimes, again, after all this, you need someone to talk to about it and someone maybe that you can discuss, bounce ideas, or just to talk about how you feel, uh, same way as mental health, right? So those are the same thing too. I mean, you can discuss about that with a therapist and you can actually get some counseling after to help you out uh, with your divorce and try to put you in a better headspace. Because like I said, those who went through it, it's definitely not easy. And sometimes you feel kind of alone in there because again, you've been probably in that relationship for years and it was a routine i always having someone there and someone even if maybe the communication wasn't that great but having someone there to talk to so uh, all of a sudden you're by yourself and you have to deal with pretty much everything and if you have kids you have to deal with kids as well definitely uh, counseling is also a good option after the divorce or separation so uh, something to keep in mind So I think that's it for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed the topic. And like I said, if you have any questions or comments on this episode about counseling and marriage uh, counseling and therapy, please feel free to uh, email me at thedivorcedaddiaries at gmail.com with any question you have this episode or any episode. If you want to know more or listen to other episodes, you can also find me on my website at www.thedivorcedaddiaries.com and you can find me pretty much on all the platforms out there. So if you go on iTunes, if you go uh, Spotify, uh, Podbean, pretty much everywhere. So please, if you don't mind, subscribe. And by subscribing, you basically get a notification whenever my new episode comes out. You can actually download it and listen to it. So that would be very appreciated. And if you have any comments, again, you can leave your comments on the Apple Podcast website or Spotify or pretty much any platform you're using it. So, Or you can send them to me as well, like I said, by email. You can also reach me on Instagram at the divorce.diaries. That's probably the most active platform there and a lot of things happening 
in there and uh, some discussions. And uh, you can also go on Facebook. I have a Facebook group. I have a Twitter account as well if you prefer that. So don't hesitate. I'm always so happy to get feedback and questions or anything from you all there. So until then, that will be it for this week. And stay tuned. There's a bunch of uh, other new episodes that are coming up uh, soon. And also have uh, an interview that should be very interesting for you all that I'm working on. And I'll maybe talk about it a bit more in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. I hope you all have an amazing week and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.